Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 134, The Joy of Poi. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Sar as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing good. I just shaved my head, so now I'm all silky smooth and aerodynamic. Ooh, <laughs> I need to do that too. See, now, yeah, we'll both be built for speed, but I'm not, exactly. I, I'm not actually built for speed, but my head will look like it. <laughs> <laughs> But today is not about our aerodynamic head. It's about your, I guess, aerodynamic hobby in a sense, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but before we do that, I'm sure the listeners are very curious on knowing who is Sar. Well, um, first of all, I wanted to say thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. Um, Sar is a graphic designer. I live in Toronto and I'm originally from Calgary. Ah, so I live in Ottawa, so oh, apparently in hockey, we're enemies, apparently. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, apparently. <laughs> but you and I are friends, right? Yes, yes I'd say good. so. Good, good. Well, as friends, friends love sharing. And on that note, do you have any social media links, websites, or projects, anything at all that you would love to share? Um, yes, my social media link is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, five underscores, Tonin, T-O-N-I-N. And that's uh, for Instagram. Perfect. I'll put that information down below so people can go check it out, show some love, and just show some more love. I was going to say show some love and love and love. Yeah, just show some more love. Yeah, all the love. (laughs) All the love. And now on to the topic of today. We are going to be talking about poi. Now, before we jump into all the questions I have for you, I'm going to start with the first one. What is poi for people who might not know what it is? Ah, good thing you asked. So poi is a flow and performance art, um, but poi also refers to the prop I use, which is commonly two weights on the end of some sort of tethers. Uh, some other flow arts people might be more familiar with is like juggling or hula hoop or fans or staff spinning. That's pretty cool. Was it like, so I'm, I, I could be wrong, but have you tried the other ones and this, this is the one that stuck to you? Uh, I've dabbled in everything at this point. I've dabbled in all of the fire arts and all of the floor arts. The only thing I haven't done is on body hula hooping. So you're telling me that you could do all of them at the same time? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty I impressive. I some of them at the same time, oh. but not all of them. You know what? You could do a lot more than me. And I feel like I would hurt myself. And I have a question for that later on. Of course, I have all these questions. Perfect. So for you, how did you get introduced to Poi? Um, well, I moved to Toronto from Calgary in 2012 and didn't make any friends for a couple years. So I decided to try to find a new hobby in order to meet some people. I looked up some workshops online and found one person in Toronto that taught poi. So I gave it a go and saw if I liked it. And how was your first experience when you went there? Were you nervous? Or like, oh no, am I, am I going to hit myself or I'm going to hit somebody <laughs> else around me? <laughs> I don't remember being nervous about that. I remember feeling like it was very meditative and calm. And do you still own your first poi? I don't. I gifted them to a friend a couple years ago. My first set of poi was actually a set of sock poi we made in the first workshop I ever took. Um, And she wanted to learn, so I gifted them to her a few years ago. I do still have my first set of fire poi, uh, but they've been retired to just an extra set. I sometimes lend friends. When you say they've been retired, meaning that it's just the fire wore it out or it's just just being... Um, They're a little more worn down than my other fire poi for sure because they're so old, but uh, it's more so I've 
I've grown with poi and no longer like that kind of setup. So now I have to ask, how big is your current collection? Ooh, of all <laughs> props or just poi? Let's, let's start with poi and then all props. You know, we're going to hype it up like, oh, I have a okay, thousand poi and then 20,000 props. <laughs> okay, that's, that sounds good. So I have one set of LED poi, one set of contact poi. I have three or four sets of fire poi. Um, I have a set of snake poi, a set of something called poops, which is a combination of mini hula hoops and poi. And then I have a ton of sock poi from teaching workshops. So you brought up an interesting point. You're mentioning all these different types of poi's. Mine explaining because snake poi, I'm not imagining you have an actual snake. You're <laughs> fighting an apple or something. I feel like it's more than just that. So what are the different types of poi's? Um, so there's LED poi, which have LED lights in them, and they're usually encapsulated in something. Uh, so those are good for nighttime shows or practicing. Um, contact poi are heavier, usually larger. They're really good for practicing more technical movement. Snake poi are, they're fire poi, but they're long wicks. So they kind of look like snakes. I guess. And like I said, poops are a combination of poi and mini hula hoops. So they're actually mini hula hoops on the end of tethers, but they're spun like poi. And I have a feeling that you love doing all of them. You love participating and trying them out. But I have a feeling as well that there's one that you prefer above all. Unless you don't, but I still have to ask, which one is your favorite? My favorite is my contact poi, just because they're heavier and I feel like I have the most versatility with them as far as movement goes. I can imagine just you and your sleep like, yes, I can do this in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, I would imagine that's how that comes with practice and it takes time to master moves. So on that note, how many moves have you mastered? I have never actually counted, but uh, a lot of the moves and combinations are kind of endless. So when you master those, you can always add a partner or you can add more poi in your hands. I'll just say I spin with three poi sometimes. So I've mastered quite a bit. <laughs> okay, so this is my imagination just running wild right now. When you say you spin <laughs> with three poise, I would imagine you have one in your mouth, which I would imagine is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, you're incorrect. You have uh, usually two in one hand, one in the other. Some people will spin with four poise and they'll have two poise in each hand. And I've seen people go up to eight. And I've seen people put them in their feet before too. Wow. is that So is eight the world record or? I don't actually know what the world record is. I've... There's there's one guy out there named Corey Sutton. He he'll put them in his feet and he gets quite a few going. It's quite impressive. One for every toe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're talking about all these endless moves. Have you ever created your own move and gave it a signature name? I don't. I've created my own moves for sure. I think my friends have probably called it the SAR move, but I'm drawing a blank right now on what that was. But I feel like that's familiar. <laughs> There's been a lot of moves. There's like some sort of motion, uh, yeah, move the hand. Yeah, 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 that move, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> and how long does it usually take you to master a new move? Depends. Sometimes a new move will click immediately on the first try for me. Other times it's taken me days or weeks of drilling it. And speaking of which, uh, doing it during the days, do you have a preferred time of day or let's say weekly? Oh, Mondays and Tuesdays are my poi days or early Saturday mornings or late Sunday nights. Hmm. Um, well, it's, yeah, actually, before before the COVID pandemic happened, there mm -hmm. was regular flow jam nights. Um one of those being Wednesday and the other being Monday. So I would almost always spin on Monday and Wednesday evenings. Uh, now that's kind of on hold. So I just kind of pick up my poi here and there whenever I'm feeling like a work break or just want to move. 
I feel like it's a pretty good workout and it's like med- meditative, like you were saying as well. Just... Yeah, absolutely. So actually, how long would you do it? Uh, let's call it the meditation of Poi. Ooh, um, sometimes I'll pick them up for a few minutes if I just need a quick break to kind of clear my mind. Other times I've spun for hours and hours at a time. To the point where your arms are feeling like they want to fall off? Yeah, my my poyer, I do have to brag a little. My poyer are quite heavy and I do have strong arms, so I can go for quite a while. But uh, more so just my brain gets tired because it's a lot of thinking. Your brain's like, okay, okay, let's try something else. Your brain's like, no, I got yeah, this. Like, let's okay, keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's that constant conflict. And where do you usually go to learn new moves? Like, do you go online? Do you learn from other people, from books or a pamphlet? I, I mean, pamphlet might be weird. but <laughs> Yeah, I think pamphlets are a little dated. <laughs> but um, I have quite a few friends in Toronto that also spin poi. We we do skill shares and spin together and share new moves and combinations with each other. There's also lots of tutorials and resources online from some great artists. And like we talked about earlier, a lot of the time you come up with your own moves. And have you ever taught anybody or made videos online to teach other people? I've never dabbled in my own tutorial video yet. I'm thinking about that, but I do run workshops in Toronto and I teach primarily beginners and get them introduced to Poi. That's pretty cool. So you're talking, you're saying that the community is pretty friendly and welcoming, correct? Absolutely. Well, you know what? Uh, Hopefully maybe there is a community here in Ottawa and... I think there is. Oh, do you know the name? I don't know the name, but I have a friend there and I could find out. Well, you know what? Uh, Yeah, we could always share some love. Uh, We got to make this more recognized. People have to learn more about it. That's the point of this podcast share everybody's hobbies yes i agree and you say you train other people you teach them as well do you prefer doing poi alone or with other people let's say do a set or a routine or try tricks together oh that's a good question um i actually really like partner poi i enjoy spinning with other people i think it builds a lot of trust yeah a lot of mutual trust between people and it's kind of interesting to see what moves you can do on your own that translate nicely to a partner move um i also like spinning individually with friends i like to call it introvert hangouts where we are hanging out but we're not necessarily talking to each other we're kind of doing our own thing and I spin alone too. For st- some strange reason, uh, you're talking about your introvert hangouts. I just imagine, like you said, you're not talking, but you're just staring deeply into into each other's eyes while you're just doing poi. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah kind and then, of. And then look no. away. <laughs> it's more staring into the void, very focused. Yeah, well, you know what? It's meditative. It's okay. You can. It's your time. You just relax and you have the company of others. You don't need to talk to have a good time. It's just the presence. Yeah, exactly. It's great. And you were talking about have to build some sort of trust with these people to do do these moves. I feel like this goes along the lines of maybe one move might go wrong and you might hurt somebody. So on that note, what are some common injuries while people are doing poi or training with poi? I would say the most common injuries, bruises, Um, especially if you're using contact poi. They are quite a bit heavier and you get a lot of weird round bruises all over your body from the heads. Of course, if you're spinning with fire poi, you always risk burning yourself no matter how experienced you are. So it's always good to have a spotter and practice good fire safety. I've gotten burnt before. I've given myself a bloody nose. I've knocked a piercing out of my ear. You name it. So you're literally, you're having a fight with these right now. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever win one of these fights? 
<laughs> yeah, when I conquer a new move, I, I consider that a win. I could just see you after you just finished it, you put it on the ground, in your face, I conquered you. You're not going to hurt me in the face yeah. anymore. And the next day, boom, hit in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that sounds like my relationship with Poi. <laughs> and do you have any inspirations when it comes to the Poi community or just Poi in general? I do. Um, so my first goal when I got into poi is I thought I'd want to try fire poi by the time I was 30. That escalated quickly and I tried a few months in a couple years before I had turned 30. But to answer your question, my bigger, my biggest inspirations for poi right now is growing the community around it. Specifically, I'm the leader of a large fire group called New Model Circus Army. Uh, every year we apply to perform at Burning Man and a lot of my inspiration comes from putting together a good show and building that sense of family and community. I'm also inspired to show people that folks of any size or ability can do something active and do something like poi. I'm a larger person, uh, but I'm also one of the best poi spinners in Toronto and it's important for me to create space so that it's approachable for everyone else. Yo, high five to you. That's awesome. You know, I'm the best. I can't say that for this podcast. I can't say, oh, you know, I'm the best questioner or that's not even a word. I, I asked. Them. <laughs> I didn't say I'm the best. I said I'm one of the best. <laughs> there, hey, I got one of the best on my podcast. Look at that. I'm giving you a high five yeah. and I'm giving myself oh, a high you. five. No, I can't do that. I, I can't take any credit. Uh, yes. So that's <laughs> awesome. So you, you told me that you performed different places. So I have to ask you, where have you performed? And a follow up question is, where would you like to perform? Well, I would like, I wanted to perform at Pride this year. That's been a goal of mine for a while. And I was invited to perform, but again, with the pandemic, that got canceled. Um, I've performed places like City Hall for the Cavalcade of Lights. I've performed at private, private events like Impulse. I've performed at Burning Man four years in a row. I've performed kind of all around. And where would you like to perform if you had the chance to perform anywhere in the world for any event at all? I would still like to perform live at Pride when Pride can be a thing again. I'm going to be doing digital performing for Pride this year, but uh, yeah, I think I'd like to do that in person one year. Well, you know what? Pride is always a thing. And not yeah, one of the things, it's it a thing is. again, it's always a thing. It's just not physically there to, uh, for this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Oh, I'm right. Yes. The first time in yes. my life. <laughs> uh, so yeah, have you ever actually taken the time to learn the history of Poi? I have. Poi originated with the Maori people of New Zealand, and it's often performed by women. Um, I think as a white person, it's extremely important to credit this art to uh, the indigenous folks it originated from, so you're not risking erasure or appropriation. Uh, this is also something I make a point of talking about in my first classes when I teach beginners. I think that's really important. And representation in Poi is often dominated by the white male Poi spinners, so I think it's extra important to give credit to Indigenous folks and also people of color who are flow artists, especially with like everything that's going on right now. And so on that note, this is an odd segue question, but would you ever or have you ever considered going to the place of origin of Poi to just get like that firsthand experience of how it is in its origin uh, origin place? I have. I love traveling and I've, I've been over to that side of the world, but uh, not in New Zealand. And I'd like to go there one day and see the traditional form of poi for sure. I've only seen it online. So in other words, people who are listening to this that would love to have Sar over in New Zealand, you know, she wouldn't say no. She would accept a plane ticket and she would love to learn more about the history of it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and now for a really tough question, you got to be on the edge of your seat for this one because this is pretty tough. Okay, I'm ready. What would you say is the best part 
about poi on a personal and an emotional level? I would say poi brings me a lot of peace. It brings me peace with the world and peace with myself. It's taught me to be more comfortable in my own body, less self-conscious. It's uh, very meditative and it's a great way to feel present. And I've also made a lot of my friends through poi. And I have a strong international network uh, that we share the mutual love of the art. And I bet you guys share so many moves with each other. Just like, hey, I learned this new move. And then you work on that. Oh, absolutely. Have you ever, let's say, this is an odd question as well, but have you ever, like, let's say a friend taught you a move and then you found a way, not necessarily to improve it, but modify it in your own style? Yes. Uh, my friends and I kind of do that back and forth a lot of the time. Like, we'll add our own flair to something or add a little more combination to it with other moves. It's constant. <laughs> And another important question I forgot to ask, do you prefer to do poi with no music or sounds or do you like the music to have like some sort of rhythm to it or energy or a little pizzazz? I, I personally love music. Most of the people I know that spin poi also like uh, playing music to spin to. Traditionally, poi is very rhythmic and musical. In New Zealand, so I think that really goes hand in hand. So on that note, what is your go-to song or songs when you do poi? Well, I have my own playlist, Ooh. but I tend to like more down-tempo electronic music. <laughs> Man, I would love to see one of your performances and just like bob my head while you're doing your thing. It's like, I can't do any of this, but I'm just grooving. <laughs> <laughs> And I would imagine like now you're really good at it. You're even teaching people. But I'm sure when you first started, it was not the, like where you are now. So on that note, what was your biggest challenge when you first started swinging poi? Um, well, it took me quite a few weeks to learn one of the very first moves, which is the three beat weave. In my classes, I've had people get it right away, which also frustrates me because I'm like, man, that took me weeks. And <laughs> I just remember it being so frustrating and I couldn't do anything else until I got that move because it's so foundational. But when I did, it felt it felt great. Actually, speaking about foundation of moves, what are like, let's say, the top three moves you should know when you start off doing poi? Uh, two beat weaves, three beat weaves, and I would say turns. Because I think, I think a lot of teachers neglect to teach turns right away and reels. And those lead into more interesting movement with your body and what are some of the hardest moves that I, I won't say that you haven't mastered but maybe <laughs> you have but like some of the hardest moves in the poi universe i think that's subjective because everyone kind of has their different areas of focus on poi and what they find challenges with i right now i'm kind of focusing on hybrid movement where one hand is doing one thing and the other hand is doing another thing those can be kind of challenging but some people, some people venture into throws and tosses. Other people venture into contact poi where you roll the head on your body. And it kind of, kind of depends what your own comfort level is, what your interest is and what you find challenging. I know what you mean by doing like controlling one hand to do one thing and the other hand to do the other thing. It's kind of like rubbing your stomach and tapping your head and doing the vice versa. Yes. So for you, did it take you a long time to master the art of not synchronization for your hands if that's a way of saying it no it's funny you bring up that analogy because i remember my first poi teacher described poi that way he said can you pat your, pat your stomach and rub your head or is it rub your stomach and pat your head whichever it is that was the analogy he used to describe poi i think that's why i struggled with my first move so much because it 
took me a lot to kind of get over that barrier of being able to train both hands to do different things. And you also mentioned some people even use their feet. Have you ever tried using your feet? I haven't. <laughs> yet. <laughs> I yet. might. <laughs> the I, key word. I feel like it's very much that guy's brand and I don't want to infringe on his territory. It's But maybe. Why not? This is a really stupid question, but is it possible to do it with your mouth? Like you have in your mouth and you just... <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen a friend being silly and do it before. So yes. <laughs> I feel like if I were to ever try it with like my mouth and with doing that whole thing, I'd have like a worse panicking face on. Cause like, I'm going to hurt myself. <laughs> I'm going to hurt myself. <laughs> yeah. I, I would also have that fear. Like, I don't know. I value my teeth. I don't know if I want to try it, but I feel like I feel like it could be done. Why not? And I guess, yeah, we were talking about this earlier on. I'm, no, I'm sorry I'm all over the place, but you injured yourself a few times. But on that note, where are the most common places where Poi would usually hit somebody? I would say your upper body because it is such an upper body movement. Uh, there is a lot of movement in Poi that goes between the legs or around the hips, too. So it's not uncommon to hit your legs. The worst places to get hit, though, are by far like your eye or your ear. There's a move in poi called a stall where it stops immediately. We like to call those eye stalls or ear stalls. And you've hit yourself in the eye, correct? I've done that, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> and did you get angry at the poi? Like, oh, why? Yeah, you have a moment <laughs> of intense rage and then you kind of get over it. It's like, oh, you know what? It's not your fault. But don't, yeah, don't do that okay. again. <laughs> Just be nice. And for you, what is your current biggest challenge? Um, I think the biggest challenge I'm facing right now is motivation. Uh, because a lot of my focus before the COVID pandemic happened was on partner poi. And it's not really safe to be right face to face to my friends at the moment. So, so that's kind of, I kind of have to reintegrate myself with uh, solo poi <laughs> for the time being. And you cannot do Zoom poi. That, that won't be the same thing. You can't even do virtual reality poi. That, that'd be a weird experience. <laughs> I don't know. It maybe maybe it'll work. Cool. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, it's been discussed before. It, it would be kind of cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, we've had Zoom flow jams. They're not, they're not quite the same, but uh, flow jams themselves are also socially distanced because you're automatically many feet away from the other people because you're spinning objects. So... That might be a thing. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's the future. We're in the future. We, anything could happen. We're in the, yeah. <laughs> and this is, a, once again, a very odd question. But if you were to ever do POI, virtual reality, would you just do it with, let's say, that I think they're like controllers in your hand? Or would you tie a string and then make a POI onto the controller so you have the actual feeling of the weight while you're doing the virtual Ooh. reality? Yeah. If I think POI, virtual reality was a thing, well... I, th I feel like people would just have the controllers on their hand because why would you tie a weighted string to your hands and not just go outside and spin actual poi instead? It's kind of like going through virtual reality to see the sunlight and nature outdoors when it's the sunlight and yeah. nature outdoors right, right beside your window. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of contradictive. And what are some do's and don'ts when it comes to swinging poi? Don't be afraid to smash your face because it's going to happen. I would say usually with new beginners, slow down because new beginners always spin really fast. And if you're spinning fast, you're going to hit yourself harder. And it also just doesn't look as nice. So I'd say slow down is a do. And don't be afraid to hit yourself in the face as 
also a do. <laughs> I'd say don't, but <laughs> it's also a do. <laughs> you know what? Here's a pro tip from Alex from Time for Your Hobby, which is a horrible tip. If you want to start off with poi and not hurt yourself, but also have a sweet, delicious snack, tie a marshmallow at the end. So if you do hit yourself in the mouth, <laughs> you get a snack. Horrible, horrible tip. <laughs> I feel like if it was just me, I wouldn't even try to play. Just like, oh, free marshmallow. And then I would end up eating the string as well. And uh, do you have any current big goals or milestones that you want to reach with uh, spinning poi? Yeah, I definitely want to learn more partner poi with my friends and my partner. Um, I want to put together another really large, impressive fire show to apply to Burning Man with in the coming years for New Model Circus Army. And just generally, I want to keep improving and building my skill set. Yeah, you got time as long as you have patience. And I'm sure you're very patient because you've been doing yep. this for a while and you've done shows. You're going to achieve it. Absolutely. Thank you. And has training with Poi ever stressed you out? And if so, what is your usual de-stressor? Some, yeah, sometimes Poi has stressed me out, but Poi is also my de-stressor. So we, we have that kind of relationship. I'd say I get most stressed when I'm struggling with a move, especially when I'm really close. I'm also super competitive, so I get a little stressed out when my friends get it before I do. So actually, when you're trying to master a move and you just stress, because I let's say for me, sometimes it happens where I'm like, I need to finish this. I won't eat. I won't do this until I finish it. Are you that type of person or you're, you can walk away saying, you know what, take a five minute break, then come back to it? I think when I was in my 20s, I used to be the type of person who would obsess over it. But in my 30s, I've kind of toned it down a little bit, reined it in, and I can definitely take a step back and have a break if I need it. There you go. You've found the perfect balance. You don't have to do it all at once. <laughs> yeah. And now for one of the most important questions in all my episodes, and I love it so much, what are some misconceptions about people who spin poi? All right. Well, I think some large misconceptions in the flow community are that only men are really good at poi. There's some many amazing, talented, female and non-binary poi spinners that get less credit. I know I've dealt with this firsthand from some male poi spinners I've met, and they're always surprised to see I'm better than them or that I can do a lot of moves. So I think that's, there's, I've been faced with a lot of sexism in the poi community for sure. Well, on the bright side, you're a thousand percent better, better than me. So high five. <laughs> but you had that great marshmallow idea. <laughs> I'll be the idiot in the room. It's like, Alex, what are you doing? Got hungry. I'm sorry. I found the marshmallows. It was a bad idea. No, I have an upset stomach. <laughs> <laughs> what has Poi taught you in life? And also how has it had a giant impact? I wouldn't say giant impact, but how has it changed your life or has it changed your life in any significant way? That was a weird way of stating that sentence or question. That's okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Poise taught me a lot of patience and trust. It's taught me to be patient with myself um, and with the process. It's taught me to trust myself. And in the case of partner Poi, it's taught me to trust others, basically not to hit me. Has Poi changed my life in any significant way? I definitely think so. I've met most of my friends and chosen family through Poi and the wider floor arts community. I've had the opportunity to lead a fire conclave and perform at Burning Man four years in a row because of Poi. I've been able to teach poi across Canada and internationally. I even met my partner through spinning poi. So these are all doors I never expected to be open just by trying poi. That is awesome. Man, I love yeah. how hobbies just play such a significant role in people's lives and leads them to more happiness. So another high yeah. five to you, Sarah. Thanks. Okay, so I have a, a rear question that just popped up. Once again, that's me. 
Uh, has it ever happened to you that you're about to go to sleep and you thought of this move? You're like, oh my goodness, would this work? <laughs> Are you the type like, oh, oh, I'll remember it in the morning. Or you're like, nope, I got to get up. It's 4 a.m. I got to just get up and give it a try. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. Okay, go back to sleep. Oh, no, definitely. If something pops into my head and I want to try it, I'm, I'm, I'm trying it right then. And like, if I'm really lazy, I'll write it down. You write it down. I would imagine me. I would draw, try to draw it down. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, but I draw horribly. So I come back to be like, what? <laughs> what you, is this? What is what is this, Alex? Who who what? Yeah, that's that would be me. <laughs> so I I might already know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Do you want to present this hobby to the world or use it more as an escape from reality? Both. I enjoy getting to share my art and perform professionally as well as teach poi, but I also get just as much from poi when I'm spinning for myself because uh, it's a way for me to be present, focused, and relaxed. And just be in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby? Um, Not as good as your advice with the marshmallow <laughs> on the end of a string, <laughs> but... I'd say stuff some water balloons, some small, small water balloons and a pair of long socks and just start feeling it out. Uh, don't be intimidated to talk to other folks that spin. Uh, we all do it because we love it. And most of us are really happy to share that joy with others. And also make sure to not do that with the water balloons in a room full of electronics or cactus. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's a good point. <laughs> yes. Alex is just giving either really great ideas or really horrible ideas at this point. Marshmallow, cactus, <laughs> electronics. Yeah. This is on this is on par of what Alex thinks. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Now I've asked this question at the beginning of the episode, but I'll ask it again at the end. Do you have any social media links, websites, or projects you're working on? It could be related to Poi or not related to Poi. Anything at all so people can come show you some love. Yeah, if anyone wants to check out my flow account, I have lots of fire videos and poi videos on there, and I also announce my workshops on there. It's uh Sarah five underscores Tonin. That's S-A-R-A-H five underscores t-o-n-i-n and that's on instagram perfect i will put that in the description below so people can learn more about you and just watch you go on your journey and just show some love thank you so much and now for the last question cue the dramatic music do you have any questions for me about poi <laughs> yeah do you think you'd ever try it I don't know why, but I feel like I have tried it before and I have a feeling oh. that I've hit myself in places that I shouldn't have gone hit, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and I know. I know. the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, uh, things still worked out. My wife is having a baby in October, so good oh, to go. <laughs> but no, I do like spinning things. I like just trying out everything. So, so, but now as an adult, I would be more aware of where not to swing it. Yep. <laughs> and I feel like you don't have to extend your arms at full well, wingspan to do it you can bring a little closer and i'm sure if i you watch your videos i'm gonna learn a lot more yeah you, it's aesthetic you can pull it in close or stretch it out far for sure and also if i do it at home i'll buy some marshmallows and tell my wife uh, yeah this is for scientific research she's like honey you're eating yes. it this is all for science <laughs> <laughs> it's for science yes <laughs> honey you're eating the string too science <laughs> <laughs> don't argue with science yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Star, for just coming on and just showing some love and just sharing your passion with the world. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. It was so nice to talk to you. If you guys want to learn more about Star, you can go check her out. I'll put all the links down below. So it'll be very easy to click and follow and show some love. And if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the podcast, 
Reviews are good. I will not say no to reviews, whether they're good or bad. You know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, maybe, I don't know. Podchaser, uh, come write it on my wall where I live. Don't do that. I'm kidding. Um, and uh, if you want to show you some, even some more support, this is completely optional. I sell merchandise on Redbubble with the Time for Your Hobby logo on it. And I also have a Patreon. Once again, just optional. It won't stop me from making new episodes. So once again, yeah. So thank you so much, Star. Thank you so much. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.